last week here in this country, as we pay attention to things that actually affect us, um, we had a couple of guests on the air talking about the new reality of home ownership in our country. And it's pretty bleak. Um, if you're a young person. And that was the focus of the story, how a lot of young people in Canada are just sort of under the impression now that uh, buying a home is just not going to happen for them. If you take a look at Calgary, um, the annual or the average, sorry, price of a home has gone up about $5,000 in the last year to $528,000. And uh, the income required for you to purchase a home in Calgary now is about $110,000 a year. That's up uh, almost $20,000, $18,000 in one year. In Edmonton, the price of a home has actually gone down. It's $371,000 now, so it's down about $30,000. Uh, Calgary, the only uh, city on this list that actually went up last year, and it just did by a bit, 5000 So Edmonton, the average income to buy a home right now, believe it or not, even though it's dropped, has gone up by $8,000 over the course of the year. So the price of a home comes down, the cost of, or the income needed to buy a home goes up. Why? Because of interest rates. Okay. So the cost of the mortgage has increased. So it's just a lot of Canadians, younger Canadians specifically, have simply given up hope of ever owning a property in Canada. So renting it is, right? Now that's not cheap either. And it too has gotten a lot more expensive. And that could have a big impact on all of us ultimately because of the spillover effects of the rental economy. Even if you don't have anything to do with the rental market and being involved in it or anything like that, this could still have an impact on you. Here in Alberta, we've seen a lot of people heading this way, right? We've talked about that, looking for work um, and places to live. You know, that's really tightened up in the rental market. We've had a lot of people come to Alberta from within Canada and without, and uh, that's good for us, but at the same time, it does have an impact. Uh, especially on the rental market. It's making things really, really challenging. To find out exactly where we are and how bad it might get, we're going to chat with Anila Lee Yen, who is the president and CEO of the Centre for Newcomers in Calgary. Anila, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So this rental crunch, I mean, it's happening right across the province. We've seen it reported in Edmonton and in Red Deer and in Lethbridge and, and of course, Calgary, where you're, you're based. Now, one of the selling points in our province actually has several campaigns right now meant to attract Canadians to Alberta is the fact that you can still buy a house. So when they're arriving here in Alberta, is that part of the plan? We'll get to the rentals in a minute, but do they originally come thinking, wow, I can buy a home in Alberta? Absolutely. So we know that newcomers from time immemorial, when people are arriving here as, as immigrants, um, they've got a couple of goals, right? Um, their first goal is always to be able to have a good education for their children. That's their number one goal. And in order to provide that stability for themselves and their children, they want to buy a house. We know from talking to um, home builders that the number one group in terms of consistency in buying homes are newcomers to Canada. So within five years of coming to Canada, um, most people will have bought a home. And often those homes are multi-generational. So they may include your kids and they also include your parents living there or your in-laws. They also may be um, multi-home or, or multi-family homes. So it could be you and your brother and your sister and their families, so like their children and their spouses and your parents living in a home together. So it really changes the entire dynamic even in terms of how home builders are building homes. Sure. 
on what they're looking to do. So 100%, that's wow. really important. Now, for people that, that don't have that option of, you know, like you say, bringing in a bunch of different people to help contribute to the mortgage, it's renting, right? I mean, ultimately, that's what it comes down to. If you're not buying a home, you're ending up in the rental market. Oh, absolutely. And most people, we, you know, before that five-year mark, right? So once you first arrive as a permanent yeah, resident sure. in Canada, you know, you, you do your three years, you become a citizen, and then usually it's a couple of years after that that you've saved enough money to be able to do that. During that time, you know, you're, you're renting a house regardless, and some people, of course, are always going to be renting a home. So, of, of course, the rent, rental is, is extremely important. Um, so where are we at right now? How, how much has it changed in terms of vacancy rates? I know it's pretty tight in some places. How, how bad has it gotten, Anila? Well, you know, we're seeing this across the board, whether you're a newcomer or you're not a newcomer, right? When we talk to other social services agencies like Vibrant Community Calgary, you know, Momentum, these groups that are actually working with people that are, you know, um, living in, in precarious situations or in poverty line or, you know, those kinds of things. Like um, just, just with inflation and just with a tight rental market, it's getting much more difficult to be able to find a place to rent. And then... It, it, when you're a newcomer, it becomes even more difficult, right? Because of, unfortunately, we still do have um, systemic racism and xenophobia and biases. So people may not want to, once they realize that you are, that's because they see your name or they see what you look like, or for our Ukrainian um, evacuees, sometimes they may not realize that the person is foreign, um, you know, foreign born until they start speaking, right? And then okay. they'll say, oh, wait, I don't want to, I don't want to rent to you. So that that's an issue. But on top of that, we also, of course, with newcomers, most places when you want to rent a home, you need to be able to show where you've lived before, right? Sure, yeah. Um, and then also you need to have your first month's rent and you need to have, um, you know, your safety deposit in as well. So that's a huge chunk of change. And especially if you're newcomers, again, you're trying to find homes that can uh, typically, people that are new to Canada have more children than the 1.2 that we have, right, <laughs> per ho- household. And so um, it's really important to have, have newcomers because, um, because immigration accounts for 100% of our population growth. So, so we do need that, yeah. but, when, um, but then it's also more difficult, right? Like it's, of course, it's not yeah. uncommon to have six or eight people in a two-bedroom home or a, a three-bedroom home on just one floor of the house. Right. So the the bedroom, like the basement might be rented out, you know, the top floor might be rented out, for example. And so it's just the main floor of the house and you've got six people or eight people living in two or three bedrooms. Right. So that's very common. And even for that, you're going to be paying, you know, something like two thousand dollars plus utilities for that. So it's really not affordable. Is it right across the board? Like, are we seeing this? Is this low end, you know, middle range, high end? Is it all rentals that are really seeing a a major reduction in, in availability? Um, you know, I actually was online uh, on the weekend trying to to look, and so you know, if you're going upwards of like you know three or four thousand dollars a month to pay, you're able to find that. But when you're looking at the, you know, when you're trying to stay within the two thousand or or less mark, it, it's really extremely difficult. And then when you do apply, you will be applying with, um, you know, maybe 100 other applicants or 200 other applicants, right? Like when my husband and I um, put our, our our home up for rent, um, you know, it's, it's a it's a four-level split in, in Beddington. And we were, I was just shocked. I, I just put it up on Facebook Marketplace. Yep. And within an hour, I had 50 applicants. Wow. And, and five of them were saying, sight unseen, I will pay you this right now with the damage deposit. Like, I will e-transfer you right now to whatever account you want. 
And I was like, what? Like, how is this even possible? And so that's the kind of, you know, in my own personal experience, I've seen as, as a landlord, I've seen, um, you know, just how many people across the board, not only newcomers, but then again, when, when it comes to newcomers and then getting security clearances and references and all those things can be a lot more um, difficult. I have a, a family member, she just arrived um, last June um, as a permanent resident. And uh, in order for her to even get an apartment, you know, as a single person um, in downtown, uh, we needed to co-sign, even though she's got a really good job, right? But she hadn't been in the country long enough, yeah. even though she was able to show that, you know, she's a, you know, she's a mental health expert. So she's she's making good money. She's doing really well, you know, all that stuff. But um, but my husband and I had to co-sign for her just because. Um, just to provide that extra guarantee, right? So there's all kinds of barriers that you'll see that um, newcomers might face more so than than everyone else, it's especially when it relates to, you know, being able to provide all of that extra you know, uh, places you've lived and all of those other pieces and then your security clearance and, and all those things, right? Yeah. For sure, you can. That makes perfect sense. So, so I mean, what's the solution here? I guess that's the issue because we're we're still continuing to attract people here, and we know, like you say, it's a big part of you know replacing our population and helping with the workforce crunch that we have. What do we do here? Because I mean, if you're trying to solve one problem by making another problem worse, that seems a little counterproductive, Anila. You know, I you know, for me, I think one of the big things that we always talk about is that we talk about it, it's great that we're finding. You know, we're we're able to convert um, the downtown core and some of those buildings into, you know, apartments. What's going to be much more important is to convert them into flats, right? Yeah. To actually stack houses on top of each other. Um, you know, right now we're still mostly any conversions that are happening. There's still two bedroom homes or you know, kind of kind of thing, and and they're and they're small apartments. Style, right. Well, well, that's for a Calgary of maybe 30 or 40 years ago in terms of, of who was here and and what our needs were. Right. When you look at some of these new communities, you know, that are uh, more on the outskirts of, you know, like Livingston or Carrington or Redstone or, or these kind of places, all of the home buildings there have designed homes for for larger families and to be able to have like they have mother-in-law suites, they have sure different things if we were able to build that into our downtown core in the in the infrastructure that's there you know if we think about who is predominantly coming to canada right and it, it's it's really just based on numbers right and india and china has the largest populations in the world so we mostly see people from india and china right sure, that and, and that kind of diaspora you know philippines people there are used to living in flats they're used to living in large you know sky rises that are basically you know per Per floor, there's it's two homes, so they'll be large homes. They'll have an outdoor space, you know. They'll they'll have everything that they need, but it's just stacked on top of each other. And and in that situation, they don't want to get a car. They want to work downtown. Right. They want to yeah. make downtown vibrant. They want to do that, and that's what they're used to from their own urban centers, living in India or China or the Philippines or wherever else, right? Uh, Ukraine even, right? And so. So how do we mimic some of those things that globally have been very effective in large populations so that we can create the vibrancy that we need in our own downtown core? Because then it becomes a win-win for everybody. Yeah, it absolutely does. Uh, Anila, great insight. Unfortunately, I'm out of time, but I thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure. Anytime.